look at each other and smile. <laughs> And Jeremy. From Last Call for Plastisol. We're going to hop right back into the episode. But first, we want to talk about our sponsors. We have the best sponsors. Number one up is Monarch Color. If you guys don't know about Monarch Color yet, check them out. Ian and his team over there, they have a wide array of inks from regular to low cure. And they've got you covered. Blue Ridge Screen Products is your go-to source to level up your screen printing shop. He's going to be there to walk you through the next levels to move from a manual to an auto and so much more. So check out Blue Ridge Screen Products for all your leveling up shop needs. Absolutely. Next up is PMI Tape. Andrew and his team at PMI Tape. It's best tape in the game. If you guys want to make your screen printers happy with less residue on your screens, PMI Tape is where it's at. Core Chem Chemicals is really good. Um, we use them for about everything for our chemicals. And if you want an eco-friendly approach to cleaning your screens and using on-press products, contact CoreChem Chemicals. Yes, and last but not least, our newest sponsor is Print Grip. Yay, Print Grip. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Chad and Ben. You're stuck with us now. Get it? Ah. <laughs> They're so sensitive, pressure sensitive. <laughs> okay, and now on to the episode. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> hey guys, today is Thursday, and we are doing an early morning podcast today with Frank from Metro Prince. Frank, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Thank you for coming down. You're right down the road from us, probably, what, like 20, 30 minutes away? Yeah, probably 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, tell us about Metro Prince. What, what do you guys do? How big of an operation are you? Is that on? Yeah, it's on. I can't. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. We can okay. hear you now. All right. There we go. Yep. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Metro Print, we are a um, screen print and embroidery shop. Mm -hmm. uh, do some DTF. Um, and we are, we're kind of a medium-sized shop. We run uh, five autos, one manual. Medium, he says. And uh, <laughs> I think we run so 62 heads of embroidery. Oh, wow. 62 heads. Yeah. See, I just turned mine up. This is not. Sorry, guys. This is this is podcast on the fly. <laughs> Frank, talk a second. Okay. Uh, we have uh, 38 employees, I believe. Um uh, that that varies obviously depending on the season mm -hmm. and we're in the slow season as you guys yeah. know january and february stinks in the screen print world but uh we know good things are coming because sports season's kicking off yeah in about a couple weeks absolutely so so medium-sized shop jeremy right <laughs> we want we run a baby operation we, yeah <laughs> with our 16 employees well so think about where you were at yeah think about where you're Three. at that's yeah, yeah. so yeah, medium-sized shop. Yeah, I guess I can see that, though. You've been in, like, Perrin and all that. That's, yeah. We're, yeah. Those are yeah. mega shops. Exactly. Mega shops, yeah. There are some massive shops in the area. Yeah. Well, that's a really impressive operation, I think. Well, I know you. you're very modest about what you're doing over there, but five autos, 62 heads of embroidery, that's nothing to be modest about. Yeah. <laughs> We've so, been blessed. I'll say that. Yeah. We've been blessed. So share with us, like, a little bit, just a little bit about your journey okay. in screen printing. Mine is really unique because I'm probably different than most people who got in the screen printing business. I never had a desire to be in the screen printing business. In fact, uh, 
in 2011, we bought a small sign company that had two employees, and I bought it from a friend of mine. And little did I know they were weeks away from literally closing the doors forever. Oh it was in terrible shape. So the bar was in the dirt. Um, praise the Lord. I had another job when I bought this company that I did not give up uh, because we didn't pay ourselves anything for five years. So we went five years just trying to get this company out of the dirt. And we didn't print any T-shirts until I think it was 2014 before we went and bought a little manual press uh-huh. out of somebody's backyard so we were just doing signs we before were just that. doing signs so we had no embroidery none of that had probably three or four employees i bought another company that was another sign shop that was on the brink of going out of business as well uh-huh. so i guess if you're about to go out of business call me i'll buy you it's <laughs> kind of the motto on that but taking the two companies and putting them together i actually ended up with a decent company between the two companies right um so we kind of fast forwarded we bought that other company um, started printing a few t-shirts uh, customers kept asking us hey would you guys start printing t-shirts um, because we were already screen printing signs it was just a natural progression so we bought the press uh, people kept coming to us then we ended up buying a manual people kept coming to us and it just kind of organically that, took off isn't that interesting like <laughs> You, well, okay, but you don't you knew nothing about screen printing, but people were like, "We want, we want to buy screen printed shirts from you too." Right? Absolutely, we had a customer base, probably four hundred customers, a bunch okay. of little customers, yeah. but that gave us a huge opportunity. Once they found out we were doing shirts, it was just natural. Oh, well, I'll buy my shirts from you. And how did you get the word out that you were doing shirts to those customers that you already had? Pretty much when they came in the door, we said, "Hey, by the way, do you know we're doing apparel now? You know, we're screen printing." And that just kind of took off and took a life of its own just yeah. from people finding out. You know what? That's a really good point. I don't think enough of us just tell people what we do. True. Or like if we add a service, you know, we've even talked about it here. Like, does anybody know we do stickers? Mm-hmm. You know? And then we start telling people and everybody wants stickers after that. And it just kind of spirals. So It is amazing. It's so much easier to sell to people you're already selling to. Mm-hmm. than to try to go find a new customer. Yeah. And that's our philosophy is sell them everything we can right. to that same customer. We've already got the relationship. We don't have to grow our customer base, but we can grow our sales through different things they buy. And we've added on promotional products to do that very same thing. It's just yeah. an easy yeah. sale. It's low-hanging fruit. Just grab it. It really is. Cross-selling is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have recently acquired another business too? Uh, the end of 2021, we purchased another company in Charlotte, and the gentleman who owned that company had owned it for 45 years. He basically, the building got sold out from underneath him. He's oh 70-something years old, and he said, I don't want to move all this. Mm-hmm. It was 20,000 square feet that we had to dig in and move, and oh. it was no fun. Wow. Um, but because of that situation, I felt like I got a really good deal on the company, my desire was to grow the business and this was a great opportunity we doubled overnight it was boom we went from 18 employees to 36 employees uh, overnight and it was a bit of a nightmare but we (laughs) we 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 survived it we've been going through that we we doubled overnight too and um you know you just kind of hang on but it is a nightmare at times it is you enjoy the ride um you find out when you do that how woefully lacking you are in processes. Mm-hmm. That's what we discovered is yeah. like doubling overnight. 
you, it, it shows every wart you've got comes to light really quickly. Yeah. yeah. And, and we experienced that. And we really hurt ourselves. We went backwards, I know, yeah. mm-hmm. from, from a customer standpoint, because we let a lot of customers down. Yeah. Um, and then we spent last year trying to fix that. And we did. We, we, we yeah. were able to come out of that. And we're working very hard on some new structural things and an entrepreneurial operating system that we're implementing, which is a game changer for us in, mm-hmm. in the size company we are now. Um, so, but it's, I'm not above buying other companies, but right. be careful. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned some challenges you had, what, you know, how do you get out of a pickle like that when, when you, you realize that you've messed up with some, with the customer base and now you got to make it right. Like what, you know, can you share with us anything that you did like specifically to make it right with those customers? Fired people. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. We had a thing here where I kept saying every Monday we fire somebody. (laughs) We're kind of getting out of that zone now. So explain the rationale behind that. I mean, it's it's you know, is it you know? Well, we people set in their ways. We yeah, people set in their ways, just not doing a good job. We had I always call it the wrong butt in the wrong seat, Mm -hmm. and we had some people in our customer care team that were just not good at what they were doing. They were good people, thought the world of them, but they're just not good at that job. Mm-hmm. And they were letting, yeah, and they were just <laughs> letting our customers down, not getting back with them, not communicating yeah. with them, and it's just unacceptable. And mm-hmm. so I had to let some people go that I really, really liked, yeah. from a personal side. Yeah. But uh, and I had to sit down and share. This is not the right job for you. I need to let you go for your benefit. You need to go find another job. And this is what I think you need to do. Yeah, that's really smart, and I think that's a great piece of advice. Um, You know, we've moved some people around on our team here, you know, and me coming in as another owner, seeing somebody in a certain position, I'm like, why are are we trying to fit a square peg into a round hole? This person is not good at this. They need to be doing something else, but they have skills. Fortunately for us, some people have skills that we can still use in other departments here. But um, I think really knowing your employees and evaluating what their strengths are and like seeing them for who they are is really important. Absolutely. Did you see anything in the other company that you wanted to implement in your business with the, you know, operationally wise or, you know, structurally wise, or maybe just out in the shop? No, not really. No. I, I saw, <laughs> honestly, I saw yeah. a lot of things I didn't want to do. Okay. With That's that important shop. too. That's important. And yeah. they had been doing a lot of things great and, and had a very successful company for a long time, but it's not how I run, wanted to run a business. But I want to go back to your point about people and, 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 Culture is everything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm much more concerned about the person we bring in being the right fit for the company. We'll figure out where they fit in the company. Okay. Yeah. We'll teach them what we want them to know if they're willing and have a great attitude. Yeah. Right. I tell everybody I hire, you will be fired for one reason only immediately, and that's your attitude. Yeah. We'll teach you anything you want to know, but if your attitude stinks, you're out the door because you're not yeah. bringing my shop down. Yep. Hire a, po- a person instead of a position. That's what we do. Okay. I like that tip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what other values do you hold dear as Metro Prince like, or your company culture? What things are important to you? Well, ironically, we're going through that right now. We're okay. working on our core values, mission, mm-hmm. and vision statement. We just did that too. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And so we really, number one, our core values, the one thing we set up is Every core value that we are implementing is not something that we aspire to be. It's something that we can judge our employees on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, commitment. 
Are you committed to the company? That's something we can judge you on. Right. Are you committed? Not committed. Do we need you to work overtime? Are you going to jump in and help us with that? Right. You know, so the, we want it to be something tangible that they get either a plus, a plus slash minus, mm-hmm. or a minus on. Okay. And so every evaluation that we go through, that's how they get evaluated on our core values. And same thing with our management team. We get judged on that. And we've had some hard conversations right. about with our management team for each one of us, but I love it. Iron sharpens iron. And so we can have some open meetings. If I got the right people, we can disagree, mm-hmm. yeah. have great conversations, yep. but really help each other grow. Yeah. And that's what we're all about is trying to help each other, push each other forward to get better at what we're doing. I love that. So commitment is one of your core values. What it other is. ones are you exploring right now? Well, one of our, I think our, we're working on this next week is our um, uh, mission statement. And the thing that we always talk about in our shop is we have got to under promise and over deliver mm-hmm. because people in our industry don't do it. They don't. Yeah. You know that. I mean, right. because yeah. you miss one event and see what happens yeah. when somebody's got some big event and you've promised them it's going to be there and then it doesn't happen. So we preach to our customer care team all the time is do not promise anything you think we are not going to hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that will get us killed. I said, tell them the bad news up front. We can't yeah. do it. Tell them, you know, I'm sorry, we can't do this. Give them an opportunity to do something else. Sometimes they'll stay with you, but then if you can over-deliver on that and give it to them the date that they really wanted it mm-hmm. on, you look like a hero instead yeah. of a heel when you don't do it. You do, and um, clear as kind when it comes to customers. I like that. Clear as kind. It's okay to say no mm-hmm. because clear as kind. Yeah. That is yeah. good. <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember that. I'm using that one. It's okay to say no is what I was preaching all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you guys got to say no. It's okay. You it's don't okay. But you, it's okay. you guys know in our industry, people don't do that. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Because we always say if, if you will take care of the customers that walk in your door, you never have to sell anything mm-hmm. because they're going to do it for you, number one. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to go out and do some things, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. In theory, if you take care of your customers, you don't have to worry about them leaving you. Right. Correct. And and we're kind of competitors, I guess, in, 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 a, in a sense. Yeah. But we don't worry about that. You guys yeah. take yeah. care of your customer. We take care of ours, and yeah. it's fine. It is completely one thing, fine. One no. thing that uh, Frank shared with me over lunch was that um, we were talking about how he um, met the person that he just acquired the shop from in 2021. Okay. And, um, and I knew that same person in the same way. So we were both going to him because he could embroider from Sanmar. He could embroider right. North Face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had to back that. You st- I think you still have to. You do. We actually have that certificate We, we now, now have it, yeah. right. But it took a while to get to that mm-hmm. status. So we were both going to the same guy. Mm-hmm. And that's the only, right? That was, yeah, that's absolutely. basically just a relationship that just developed from there, right? The funny thing was I always wanted to meet the gentleman because kind of, he was kind of a legend in the uh-huh. industry. Yeah. I mean, he'd been around yeah. so long. And I found the Godfather yeah. type thing. Yeah. And um, I found out we'd sent something over to them to be embroidered, and it was ready. And I said, oh, let me go pick it up. I want to meet this guy. And I did. I walked in the door and I asked for him. And he came out and we started a relationship, kind of like you and I did, just kind of getting to know each other, go to lunch occasionally, this or that or the other. And then through the course of a bunch of different lunches, he hit me with, hey, I'd like for you to buy my company. Yeah. I laughed at him. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, I don't have any money. Yeah. (laughs) I'm broke. You know, everything I've got is in my business. And, uh, but he, he, um, after me after me after me finally yeah. i said well let's go to the bank you liked them well enough yes yeah isn't that interesting i mean i i ran into the same situation with um sandy mm-hmm. as well just mm-hmm. um 
meeting her and you know her as Absolutely. well, right? Yeah. It's just rela- the relationships in the industry. It's, um, you know, we almost thought it wasn't happening as much, but it seems to be catching on. Yeah. I think it's this thing nobody wants to talk about. Like, oh, I have print homies. Like, right. we seem yeah. to be the only one that like proud to have print Pro- homies pr- everywhere. Yeah. You know, we call them print homies. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a print homie now. You yes, are. You are a print it. homie. You are. And I would offer you some coffee, but you've already had. 50 like, coffees this I've had morning. my fill, for sure. What, what, time, what Go ahead. What time? Well, I was going to say, what time you get up in the morning to have 50 coffees already? Oh, <laughs> well, since I was coming down here this morning trying to avoid Charlotte traffic, uh, mm-hmm. I was probably up at 5.30, I think. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. right, that's right. What do you okay. drink in your coffee? Zero. Me too. Yes, black. Yeah, black. pure. Yeah. True, yep. co- true coffee drinkers. Yeah, black yeah. like my soul. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say. So, um, so all right, you've you've acquired. I, you've acquired. We've talked about that. You kept on mentioning your customer care team. I like the name of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that approach. It's not sales or inside sales. It's customer care. Are they different jobs, or, or they? is customer care also sales? Same. It, okay. it, it's it's all the same. It's yeah. it's inside sales, customer service, call it whatever you want. But we, customer our service. focus is really we want to take it to a different level. Mm-hmm. We want them to be friends with our customers and get to know them, uh, spend a little bit more time, not be rushed. Um, and and I think it's really important that you have enough people in that world because that is the face of the company. There's no more important position in our company than our customer care team members you are so we right. spend more time and more energy on that role than anything else um they can make you or break you and i've seen that firsthand and i've been broken by some bad ones and um we refuse to let that happen again so you do have you have a training process for them or is it I we mean, have an onboarding hiring? process okay. it takes someone probably five or six months to become a customer care team wow. member that's on their own Okay. okay. So we don't we don't let them go till till we feel like they're fully trained. I shouldn't say that. They're 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 taking calls and field right. calls much longer much earlier than six months. But we try to put them in the plant to go to embroidery, screen print, learn the process, understand the issues that come up in that world first, mm-hmm. so that when they sit on the side of the desk when they're talking to the customers, they understand what they're selling. They understand what an underlay is. They understand, you know, uh, that this DDST file is no good and we need to get a new DST file done or we, we just want them to be able to speak intelligently to the customer about what's going on, what the issues might be and just know how to sell them and guide them in the right direction of you don't want to print that that way. It's not going to show up the way you think it's going yeah. to because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. I, I really like that. And you know what? It shows an investment in people. You're not just filling a seat. You want them to be a part of your team for a long time mm-hmm. if you're going through that intense of a training just to get up to what your job's going to be sure. eventually. And right now they're all going through training on how to ask for referrals, mm-hmm. how to get five-star reviews. So we've got a trainer that's coming in, and we spent quite a bit of money for her to work with them, to make phone calls with them, to give them scripts to really just make nice. them better at what they're doing. And that that's an investment in them, whether they stay with us or they go somewhere else. This is it a is. skill set that yeah. they'll be able to take with them for life. Yeah. Um, you can always find a sales job if you're yes. good at sales. That's right. So um, that's really important. So where did you find the person to come in and help train your staff on these key skills? Okay. Great question. I am a member of a group called C12. Okay. And people probably never heard of it. 
Jeremy's heard yeah. of it. We, we talked about that. And it's a Christian CEO organization. And I'm a member of one in Davidson, North Carolina. And we have about 12 members. Mm-hmm. That's C12. And they're kind of like my board of directors. They really give me a lot of guidance. We help each other. We visit each other's plants. We, uh, we go through each other's books. So you get evaluated on everything. And um, there's a lot of resources there. So I was able to reach out through that group to uh, find the sales trainer. That okay. Some of my people had used them and highly recommend them. So that's how I found them. Any other training that you or groups that you yourself are going through to make yourself a better CEO of your company? Um, that's the primary one because that takes a lot of time. That's mm-hmm. a uh, one full day of a month of training and then other uh, events during that month that go along with the C12. But I'm a reader. Okay. I read okay. a lot of books. I am... Um, I'm just passionate about it. And mm-hmm. so, I, and most people don't like to read, but I, I enjoy reading. So I read almost every book that I hear of that I think is going to be good for me. Let me go ahead and make a pitch. As you're growing a business, you got to get a book called Who, Not How. Yeah. Yep. It's a lo- game changer. Okay. Game yep. changer in your world to learn how to empower other people to do things so that you can work on your business instead of in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we've been going through that exercise me personally for about six months now and then um christy coming on board um kind of ramped all of that up and you know and we actually jumped in that training like way ahead Mm -hmm. you know almost to the point where we got burned out yep so how do you keep do, uh, do you do you have a balance of keeping it not so corporate in a what's pretty much a laid back business or anything like that do you is it hard? That's a, that's a, that's tough, hard, a hard that's question. A, yeah, I'm just you know because I think uh, it's something go, we're going through. It's here. something that we're going through here where I I feel like I get so driven by the numbers that I forget to be the person. Mm-hmm. I get to have I forget the relationships. One hundred percent understand where you're coming yeah. from because we are driven by numbers. Right. We, numbers have got to make sense or we can't do what we mm-hmm. do. You, I mean, you've got to turn a profit. And you've got to prepare for January and February financially. Absolutely. That you're, yeah. You've got to have some money stored up to get through these months. So yeah. it is hard to get in the weeds and be focused on that and forget about the people. Um, but I think balance is, is the key. Yeah. Family, work life. And it is so important to stroke your employees. You know yeah. that. I mean, you've got to give them attaboys. That's worth right. more than money to them. And so we try to spend a lot of time making sure we focus and talk to all of our people. My first part of my day is I don't go sit at my desk till I've spoken to everybody in the shop. That's a really so good I go thing around and take time and speak to everybody and tell them good morning, how are you doing, how was your weekend, whatever. Yeah. So that's just a ritual that I go through every day. Um, my wife does a really good job. She handles all of our accounting and bookkeeping. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she gets people emailing her from our customer care team and that kind of thing. And she always is stroking people hey, thank you for what you do. We couldn't do this without you. And she does a really good job of that. I really appreciate her for that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really good tip for people. Yeah, for sure. Um, So we are current. I don't, we've talked about this a little bit, Mm -hmm. but me and Jeremy and Jill are currently looking for a new space because we are outgrowing this place quickly. (laughs) Um, And it's been it's been really challenging for us to really forward think because moving is very expensive and we just want to move one more time. We don't want to move and then we hit another growth period and then have to move knowing that 
obviously that may happen, but we want to kind of prevent that. We want to move one more time. So, but we also don't want to be in too big of a space <coughs> where we're in over our heads right away. So for a shop like ours, that's at this critical point of having to move, how would you suggest that we evaluate a building, evaluate our space needs, any of those sorts of things? That's a great question. And we're dealing with the same thing now because of our growth and where we want to go. And do you rent? Do you buy? Do you build? There's so many options here. And I don't think any of them are wrong. Um, you guys obviously need more space. You're growing. Um, I, I think you're in 6,000 and looking to mm -hmm. double. Yeah. Which I think is... That's what we think we want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, knowing you guys, get more than you think you're going to need. Right. Don't hesitate. Don't be afraid because your business is going to grow. It already is growing. You've got so much traction down here in this Rock Hill area, and this area is blowing up. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to get two or three more thousand square feet of what yeah. you think you need. Um, mm -hmm. That would be my recommendation. It's a mindset for us. Like, we're... I think we're... We're trying to justify what we're currently doing because the numbers are right in front of our face, right? Yep. And then trying to forecast and then the, the what ifs, you know, and you start to get into that that little mad little circle in your mind about like, you know, that kind of that loop that we talked about, Christy, mm -hmm. um, where you're just kind of like doubting and then, but you know, then you're doubting if you're doubting, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're in this, all these crazy mindsets and it's in the, you know, but the reality is, is every time we've do, we've do, we've grown, yeah, it, we've run out of space. Here, like you know, I heard it's been natural. Greatest thing yesterday. I just heard this yesterday. A guy was talking about this, and he said, "We cannot live in the land of what ifs. We have to live in the land of what is. And what is? Because you guys are growing. Yeah, you're going. You've got to just go with that. You can't let the what ifs bog you down because." If you do, you're going to be paralyzed. You'll never do yeah. anything. It's yeah. very easy to get bogged down by the what Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, especially like one of our core values is family and work-life balance. And so we've met a lot of screen printing shop owners. We, we've been very blessed to meet a bunch of people and get a bunch of opinions of how people have run their business and stuff. And some people just don't like their job anymore, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's very important for us to create an environment nice. and a growth trajectory where we have all, all the right things in place to still like our jobs. We know it right. might not happen, but well, we, we don't want to set ourselves up for Misery. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't. And uh, there was a time when uh, I almost sold my business because I hated going to work every day. Yeah. And it hit me one day. I said, man, I can fix this. I can I can get rid of the people I don't like and yeah. bring in people that I do like. And so uh, Frank Harrison, who is the uh, CEO of Coca-Cola, his, his motto is culture eats everything. And so everything they do and hire on is based on culture. And so we've tried to adapt that. Again, when we're hiring people, we want them to be people that mesh with the team. I want people, it's very important for me, for people to enjoy coming to work on Monday. Now, granted, it's work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's work. But we don't want them to be on Sunday night going, oh, no, I've got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the culture we're trying to, to create. And if we've got somebody in our shop that's ruining that culture, they're gone. Okay. They're gone. That's really interesting. I like that. Yeah. Like, it's not the growth or the work. 
that ruins things. It's the culture created by all of that. So that's if you what can I control think. the culture, <laughs> yeah. you you should be good to go. Yes. Right. And that's where it I felt like, <laughs> that, I mean, admittedly, that's where I was, you know, that uh, that's what got me to where I'm at. But then I b- abandoned it almost to a point in my mind because the numbers were, you know, became overtook, yep. overtook that. And I had to get back to, mm-hmm. no, this this is about relationships and I'm failing in my, in my relationships because I'm too focused, you yep. know, on, on the numbers. So, but I understand it is a balance. I it really is a balance. understand. Yeah. That. Yep. So what other kind of things besides picking the right people and you, s- you've given a tip about going around in the morning, checking in on everybody. Do you guys do yeah. any employee events? Do you celebrate people? Do you have um, like bonus structures? What kind of other things do you do to create a great culture? We, um, <coughs> family's everything for us. Okay. And every person we hire, we tell them that your family's your number one priority. It's not the shop. If, you're <coughs> excuse me, if your right. child has field trips, we expect you to go on those field trips. We do, This will be here when you get back. Mm-hmm. If you have uh, grandchildren that are doing something at school, we want you to go to those events. <coughs> we, uh, my family is my priority. And I expect it to be the same for my employees. And we give them the latitude and leeway to do that. Okay. And there's no kickback. We don't frown on them uh, for doing those things. We encourage those things. And they appreciate that. that We have almost zero turnover. Mm -hmm. We we do not turn over people hardly at all. We've got the same printers we've had for years and years. We try to pay them well. Uh, We we don't do bonus structure, but we do try to pay them hourly very well. And uh, we try to give them a lot of latitude and flexibility to be who they need to be with their families. Okay. And have you ever had anybody, like, maybe take advantage of that situation? And how did you deal with it? Yeah, we've we've definitely had people. I'm trying to think of an instance, and I can't think of one. But I'm sure people have taken advantage of it. But, you know, people have got to, you know... um, deal with their own conscience on that mm-hmm. i'm not going to try to be the conscience police okay on that um if they're going to take advantage they're going to take advantage and if it became something that we recognize we would probably deal with but i don't think anybody's gone overboard uh to take advantage of that <clears throat> you know we have during this flu season and everything we've had a lot of people out with their kids and um we just tell them don't worry about it you just take what time you need be with your kids and get them better and then yeah. get back in there when you can Okay. And so um, they appreciate that a whole lot because they were like, hey, we're to other companies. They're like beating us down to get in there. You got to do this. Yeah. But um, we, we, we take a pretty light hand on that. Okay. I like that approach. Yeah. 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 Um, it's interesting. You know, um, you're here. I know yesterday you said you were golfing. Mm-hmm. So somebody's running the shop right now <laughs> and you've trusted, you've entrusted them to run that shop right now so uh, you know okay how do you how do you get how do you get people motivated and, and bought into doing that people the yeah. right people the right yeah. butts and the right seats um i am at a point now where i could be gone for a month okay oh, and it would dreamy. not yeah. it would yeah. not I think impact a lot anything of shop owners aspire to that yeah. Yeah. and and that was my uh, that was my aspiration is to yeah. to get the right butts and the right seats with my management team where 
when I'm gone, they're not calling me on my cell phone unless, I mean, it's an emergency, but they, they know he's gone. We're not dealing with him. We handle it. Mm-hmm. And I really <laughs> am truly, truly blessed with really good people. Yeah. It's, that's awesome. It's inter- I keep on saying it's interesting, but I'm like, I'm looking at us. We, you've already said that you, you've never been a printer. You pretty much don't, you know, don't know how to operate the equipment and all that stuff, right? You're just a business guy that just yep. happened to like screen printing at some point. Well, but. And it wasn't even that. I just wanted to own my own business. I didn't care what it was. That was okay. the odd thing. Is so, I never thought about screen printing, right, or whatever. Well, it, and so I think of like how hard it is for screen printers at home and and in their own industries to back off of actually screen printing, yeah, mm-hmm. and get their hands out of production. Yes, and your hands were never in production, mm-hmm. so you've you've almost delegated your entire business career, other people doing that. So now you can just hands off, walk away. So yeah. delegation's huge, right? Finding the right people 100%. that you trust, right? Well, here, here's what I'll say about that. Because when you go into a business, you always have to think about the end in mind. Getting in a business is easy. Mm-hmm. Getting out of the business is where it becomes complicated. It is, yeah. So you've got to start thinking about that. So my thoughts were, like a lot of small shop owners, if I am the business, if everybody comes to me for everything, customers come to me, if I'm running production and know how to print, number one, when we get busy, I'm going to be printing on the weekends instead of home with my family mm-hmm. because it's got to be done. You know how it is yeah. when you can do right. it. Oh, man, it's got to get done. I've yeah. got to go out there and do it. So my goal was I'm never going to learn that because I don't want to do that. So I just said not doing Interesting. it. Interesting. I'm not I learning. I don't think a lot of people would take that approach. They yeah. would not take that approach. But by the same token, I'm running into a lot of small shop owners who've taken that mm-hmm. approach. Now they want to sell their business. Well, the problem is they are the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without them, there's no business. Yeah. And I never wanted to be that way. Now, my, my succession yeah. plan has changed because of my children, and they're in the business, and they're really thriving and doing well awesome. and taking ownership of that thing. But my goal originally was always, I'm going to build this thing up and I'm going to sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't need it to be based on me being there to sell it. I need it to be a self-sustainable running business that somebody wants that they could buy and be a remote owner if they wanted to be. Yeah. So can you give some quick <coughs> tips about like easy things that a shop owner that might be in the business, mm-hmm. owner operator, things that they could do to t- start stepping away a little bit? Yeah, I can. First thing I would tell them, take the thing you hate to do most and find somebody to do it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just take that thing that you dread every day and get somebody else to do it for you. Start there. Mm-hmm. And then keep building it up. All right. Okay. They've got that one out of the way now. You know, and it may be somebody within the organization already that mm-hmm. can handle it. But here's the other part is when you delegate that, you've got to let them do it. Do not look over their shoulder and tell them why they're not doing it the way you need to do right. it. Now you yeah. can have some instruction and guidance, but when you give them responsibility, it's their responsibility now. You can judge them based on what they do, yeah. but let them do the job. They're going to do it differently than you, not how you would do it, but let it play out. Let them take it off your plate. Let it play out. Yeah. What's the first thing you gave away, Christy? You had somebody else do. What was the one thing you hated to do? Oh, screen printing. Oh, really? Yeah. You're not a screen printer. No. Okay. Doing the same thing all day <laughs> long. Are, have you met me? I did, yeah, but I just, I just, I was just curious. I was. Curious. Yeah. What, no. did, what did you think she was going to say? Screens. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, reclaiming no. screens. Reclaiming screens. I'll be back there jamming my tunes. I'll yeah, be. I've seen I've seen you do that. Yeah. I, yeah, I can deal with that. Like, I wouldn't want to do it all day, every day. But, yeah. like, if somebody called out in the screen room, I'm like, I'm there. 
Yeah. I love that. I bet you 90% of the print homies is probably screens, though. Yeah. 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 No, definitely pulling the squeegee all day. Like, and just okay. stand in there. Same thing. Same thing. Same yeah. Thing. I can't do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> some people <laughs> dive into it? the hand, you know, like this is handmade art. Um, um, I, you know, and it is. Listen, I, you have to be somewhat of an artist to pull a manual squeegee. Mm-hmm. You got to know what you're doing, right? Yeah. Like, you got to... Muscle feel, all that but stuff. But like running an auto all day? No, that's a button <laughs> pusher. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. I actually had a, I gave a tour one time, and uh, um, somebody was walking through, and and I was like, the manual printer, like she's the artist here. She's 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 got all that. She's got to think about all through each step by step, the the type of pressure and everything. And then the other guy that was working the auto, he goes, "I'm the monkey pushing buttons over here on the auto." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know. <laughs> and I was like. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only technical thing you got is if the shirts are burning or are you putting the shirt on right or, you know, straight or not. Yeah. But yeah, no. yeah. So it is. I couldn't stand in an auto all day. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So. No, I think that that's when we moved to having an auto. That's when it became less fun for me in that regard. Yeah. So yeah. you said the one thing you hate, but what about the one thing that takes up your most time? I mean, have oh. you ever like, so me, for me, that was art. Like, I was so bogged down in one thing mm-hmm. that, like, my business coach was like, you have to get that off your plate, you know? Yeah. Is there anything you think of that you were just bogged down in that you just needed to push off? Um, yeah, sales. Okay. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm a sales guy. And that's hard for me to say that I need to back away from sales. But the reason I need to do it is I've got people in the community who know me are calling me. Yep. Well, here's the p- reality of this. I'm not real good at customer care. Right. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of like big picture guy, you know, da 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 da. And so um, I needed to get out of that. And I yeah. decided to start diverting everything. The people I knew that call me, who know me personally, I'm like, here, you don't want me. You really want somebody that's going to yeah. take care of you. And it's not me. And that was kind of hard to start doing. But really, that helped me so much to get freed up. Now, I always say I work on three things I work on things that are big things that are broken and things that are new. Okay. That's, that's my job. That's it. Big, big broken, broken or new. new. Big broken or new. I've and got that is three what of those I on my plate right now. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and, and it will keep you busy. So it's yeah. not like you're not mm-hmm. going to do anything because you've always yeah. got something going on. Uh, but that's a th- that's my focus. So what's, outside of what's that new for Metro Print? What's coming? New oh right now is we are, of course, implementing our uh, entrepreneurial operating system, which mm-hmm. is huge. I highly suggest people look into that there's a there's a size you've got to be to make that worthwhile but um, it's a book called getting a grip that you could read that talks to you about how to go through that process Uh, so that's really a main focus right now and then number two I'm always working on sales I just it's in my blood uh, and it's not me going out to sell but I'm always like how can I help my team hit more people and so I focus a lot of my time and energy on that Okay. And then next is we are like you guys. We're seriously thinking about um, building a building, mm-hmm. and what does that look like? So I'm going to start meeting with some architects and that kind of thing just to see what it is we need. Now here you've got a connection on that, by the way. An architect? No, no a builder. Building. Oh yeah, my dad's yeah, in exactly. commercial real estate. That's what I heard. Yeah, so. he's all into that right now. <laughs> Yeah. With the uh, metal buildings as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he, he's a firm believer in metal buildings. He keeps trying to 
get us to do one too and i'm like dad we need land to put the building yeah on. we yeah and that's the other thing too is um <coughs> i know we talked about purchasing and acquisition and stuff and yeah you were saying that you're looking into that right now mm-hmm. how hard is it for you to find a building nowadays in this in, it, in the area that you're operating is and is that important to you well here's what i've told my family this building a building is not for me it's for my kids okay I, i'm really never going to see the benefit of that probably right. in my lifetime due to my age um but it'll be great for them okay and set them up for their future um so we're looking at eight acres right now close to where we're at and i think we're going to look maybe forty thousand square feet i wow. think is what we're going to try oh, to build wow. i think <laughs> again yeah. i haven't looked at the numbers and got the numbers yeah. on this yet but yeah we won't hold you to it no it's but it's gonna it's gonna be a huge the next biggest investment because they're probably talking four or five million dollars mm-hmm. to build that wow <clears throat> so that's kind of what we're thinking but again we'll see yeah, yeah that's really exciting yeah we just so we got to a point where we we're like looking at really big buildings mm-hmm. and shells like you're saying yeah. basically you you you, you know and, and empty shells mm-hmm. and going oh my gosh what's the upfit cost going to be and I don't even know what it's going to be, you know. Yeah, we I don't asked even know him, where to start. I asked Frank that. what his was, and he's like, I mean, just for moving in the one place, oh, it yeah. was 150 or something. Yeah, we, we spent moving from the shop in Charlotte, and I had a shop in Mount Holly, and we opened another shop. I had two shops now in Mount Holly. One's embroidery shop, one screen print shop. But it cost us probably close to $200,000 to move. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not cheap to move and so if you're thinking about moving and again we had a lot of equipment so um but yeah it it, it was all about the electrical and the plumbing yeah. and all that fun stuff that you don't think about when you've got to move in yeah and that that was zero upfitting offices or anything that that nothing on that right is that a scary thing yeah that's a very scary thing yeah <laughs> very so scary how do you handle the stress from wow scary things you know um well, that's a great question. Um, number one, I'm blessed with a great family mm-hmm. and a wife of 33 years who gets me. That's awesome. And she also is the reins that holds me back because okay. she's the financial person. Praise God for her or we'd be broke because <laughs> I, would, I would have spent us into oblivion. Um, how do I handle that? That's a really good question. I mean, I, I mean... Obviously, I, I'm probably a simple-minded guy, which helps. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to say that, but yeah. I don't stress out too much over things. I have a lot of faith that God is had got His hand in our business, and He is in control of what really ultimately happens in our business. I've got a job to do as the steward of that business, but I feel like ultimately He's going to drive it. It's going to become whatever He wants it to be, and we'll just try to honor him with what we do uh, we uh, support a lot of ministries through the business which we're really excited about doing yeah. and we're trying to be much more involved in the community uh, and give back to the community and that's probably the most exciting thing about my business is the opportunities to give right and i'm so grateful that we can do that and it, don't get me wrong we didn't starting out we couldn't do any of that it yeah. was, right. you just, yeah you, you just still have a for-profit for business yeah, <laughs> yeah right. exactly so but that's the fun part yeah. And that keeps me grounded too. 
Yeah. So. I like that. And even when you were talking about it, you lit up a little bit in your face, you know, just yeah. talking about that. And I think that, um, you know, Jeremy and I, when we were making our mission and vision, I told him, like, it needs to be something more than just a screen printing business for me to feel good and feel passionate about mm -hmm. coming to yeah. work every day. Absolutely. You know, it's like what are for us, it's what are we giving to our employees and what are we giving to our community that's right, right. and yep. that's something i can get behind i yep. can sell shirts all day for that purpose yeah yeah you know and that makes it a whole lot more fun yeah i mean money's one thing and it's great we need it to live but yeah. ultimately it's not the thing that's going to fill that Correct. hole in our soul mm -hmm. so great so you were asking what is new i immediately in my head went to like equipment Oh, right. Did you? I immediately went, I'm like, well, oh, yeah. what is, um, do, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about all the new equipment coming out? Um, how do you feel about the technologies, you know, direct right. to film? I mean, these, yeah. there's these things that are now in play in your industry that, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, um, by the way, we just purchased 20 more heads of embroidery. We just bought <laughs> of course. No 12 and eight head, yeah. uh, a Bearden. And I'm a big Bearden oh, fan. I love so, Bearden's, yeah. We're, we're fans. And, and I bought Bearden's because of Sandy Britt. So I can mm -hmm. okay. just always grateful for her for guiding me in that direction. We've really been thrilled. And we run Jajima's and Bearden's. But the new ones, mm -hmm. we went with Bearden's. They're really good on hats. And do you do new Bearden's or do you try to find used ones? We did brand new this okay. time. Um, so I've bought used and I've bought new. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a great guy down in Louisiana called Baird and Refurbishing, mm -hmm. David, down there. And he does a great job. He'll bring them in and totally gut them, redo mm -hmm. them, and you can awesome. buy them for significantly less money. And yeah. he guarantees them. And he's a great guy. Easy yeah. to work with. So I bought a used one from a guy in Texas, that okay. Dylan, that does the same thing. Gotcha. And they completely gut them. So mm -hmm. they're like new machines, just a little yeah. older looking on the outside. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I, I did it this time because of availability. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you got, we need to spend some money at the end of the year. So <laughs> we, we, we did that. We so we, do, yeah. we took, yeah, you understand that. Um, so what, what was the original question? We kind of, well, went I was just like end of equipment <laughs> and then back to like, you know, like some of the, in my mind, like, were we bringing in new, mm -hmm. you know, and I just went to equipment and, you know, um, you, you mentioned DTF, DTF which is yeah. really the hottest thing going. And we don't want to do DTF ourselves, mm -hmm. but I want a partner, which we're developing partnerships that'll do it for us, and we'll press it on. It really helps us, as you guys know, on these really short runs where people are, you know, need 10 or 12 of something, and you sure don't want to set up to print four colors on 10 shirts. Yeah. It is a nightmare. It is. So uh, we also do a lot of company stores. You guys probably do that as well. Yeah. We do. And that helps yeah, a lot the, there. It's the bane of our existence, though. Yes, I think I it's. it's it. They're really, I don't like now, it at all. We we got into it, and we have nothing. We hired a girl, and all she does is build stores for us. That's her only job. She oh. builds and fulfills stores. That's, so we don't deal with it. It is a full time job. It, it, it is. Seems to be. <laughs> it, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Doing the stores, ordering the garments, closing it out, fulfilling them. It is full time. Yeah. So, so we just get rid of it and have somebody else do it. So you just like leaned into it hardcore and like you're like this one person, this is their job. Yeah, it is. And we have been successful by <coughs> trying to be ahead of the game. Customer care team, I always have try to have somebody in training so that we can handle the growth. Okay. Because I need my customer care team to 
not rush through customers. They need to be able to take time with them to get the details, to build a relationship with them. And that's hard to do if I've got them so overwhelmed with a backlog of stuff they can't get to in a day. And so that's where we really, again, make a lot of uh, investment in and making sure we've got more there than we need. Yeah. So do you currently bring them in-house then? Do you use in like a super color or anything like that for direct to film or we we've got a, a guy in Charlotte that we d- does our DTF for okay. us do as you well. Use Ibrahim? No, but I've got him I thanks to him. Jeremy. Yeah. And <laughs> we we may go to the other we're trying to help a customer of ours that buys sure. from us. We're trying to Yeah. Work things out and, and hopefully we can, but if he's new in it and that's hard. Yeah, yeah so it is. We may be going to Ibrahim. Ibrahim <laughs> at DTF N C shout out. He's yeah. wonderful. Great customer service. Yeah, and he's in and, Charlotte. And, if you're here, and honestly, they they're all getting yeah. really good. I know that Supercolors now just went down to no minimums. So, um, wow, that's nice. Yeah, really? no minimums. So you can order one now from mm-hmm. them. I mean, you're probably going to pay awesome. more in shipping than you would for the actual yeah. film. Yeah, but that's nice because I think for the biggest thing, are you using numbering systems or anything like that? We no, we we press on all numbers. You press just on about. stalls, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so what's cool is we, you know, I was like man, all you're stuck with is what they have available. And last year I went to shows going, hey, are you guys coming out with any other cool numbering systems? Installs is the only one that has it. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has a numbering system. Mm-hmm. Well, in DTF, if there's no minimums, you don't have to order a sheet of 10, number 10s. Yeah, You can order one through 10 and that's it, yeah. right? So that's 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 great. So now that's you can wonderful. actually do some custom mm-hmm. custom better font numbers that last just as long. So I, I, that's one thing that I'm looking forward to with these short run, yeah. you know, like zero minimums or whatever. So let me ask you guys a question. You all ask me a lot, so mm-hmm. let me ask you guys a question. What is your ideal customer? Who, what are you guys looking for? Christy. Ooh, um, I like ones that want to build a relationship that want me to invest in their business as much as they want to invest in mine. Um, I don't like price shoppers. Amen. Because I'm going to give you excellent customer service. I'm going to be at your events. I'm going to like your Instagram. I'm going to be all in it. So I don't want somebody that's going to nickel and dime me. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. And that really, it doesn't matter if you just want to do 12 shirts at once or 400 shirts at once. For me, okay, it's about the relationship. Okay. We are equally invested in creating a community where we're both successful. Okay. Wow. That's great elevator speech yeah. right there. That was good stuff. Equally yeah. invested. <laughs> you've, you've worked on that. I have. <laughs> equally invested. I like that. Yeah. Mine, mine is just, I want somebody that's looking to start a clothing line and just wants one sample. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm sure that's exactly. <laughs> what I am walking out the door right now. <laughs> and how, how many companies? That's my worst nightmare. How many companies, printing companies, are starting a clothing line in January this year because they have nothing yes. to do? Yes. Yeah. We, Big mistake. We have talked about that before. Like, don't freak out because you're slow. Don't start a clothing yes. line. Sounds like Frank's heard that podcast. Yeah, yeah. I did hear that podcast. <laughs> it's, but it's so true it because is. everybody gets tempted. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, uh, we were printing some employee shirts last month, and somebody said, we should sell these. I was like, you can sell them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not no. selling no. them. Well, we're um, we're getting about to be to the end of our time here. Oh, um, I've got a question. Yeah. You have one. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we always ask somebody, what is their passion and what is their purpose? So, Frank, today, February 15th. 2024 what is your passion and what is your purpose well 
different. My motto, I'm just going to, I don't know if I'm going to answer this exactly how you think, but um, my motto is be the difference. Ooh, I like that. And I've got hats I wear all the time. Say be the difference. I don't have one on day, but uh, that's, that's my motto in life. And because of the situation I'm in with the work now, I have a lot of time that I can give away. And I do that. I, I, I work with a group in Gastonia called Least of These Carolinas. And they are a uh, foster care uh, organization that helps foster families. And so that's near and dear to my heart. Passionate about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've also got another good friend who does a, uh, a group called Lynx Players. And he sets up fellowships at different golf courses around the area. And uh, basically have men's groups they get together, or women's, it's both, and they get together, and I'm pretty passionate about that. Um, so my purpose right now for me is just help others. It's not about me anymore. I've, I'm kind of old enough that I don't have to show or prove anything. I'm not looking to buy a house or a beach house or any of that stuff. I just want to finish well in I life, like that. and that's what I'm striving to do right now. Pretty cool. Absolutely. How how can uh, people get a hold of Metro Print? Um, how how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, if you'll go to metroprint.inc, kind of like you guys, you got yeah, the dot. Got the I love that, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. And you yeah. always have to tell people dot inc. Inc. Uh, you can find us there if you see the podcast and you want to get in touch with me. Uh, just go in there, get the number, call, and ask for me. And if I can help you in any way. I'll be glad to. I mean, I, I love sitting awesome. down talking to other people and sharing with them my thoughts on things. If you need to learn how a uh, print process or something like that, don't call me. Uh, can't help you there. But yeah. if, <laughs> if, if, if you're half struggling with your business and just want to talk to somebody and said, hey, what do you think? What, how, what should I do? You know, I'd love to talk to you. I'll, I'll be glad to have lunch with you, sit down, have you in our shop, whatever. Um, so any way I could be a resource for somebody, I, I would be glad to do it. Frank is a good person to go to lunch with. Um, you may not make it to your next appointment because we get to talking. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he is just a guy that we met, just um, that wanted to, you know, get to know us, you know, through and buying a piece of equipment. But yeah. you came in, and so yeah, don't be afraid to get to know the people in your area. You, you got these great resources like Frank that can, mm-hmm. you know, willing to help you out and um, not here to compete with you. Uh-huh. Thank you guys for your podcast. Thank you. I have really, really enjoyed watching the episodes. Uh, and just thank you for being open for people to kind of create a community in this screen printing world that everybody is so divided and feels like we're all competing. And I really hope that through this podcast that kind of dissipates and people will share with each other and just make friends in the industry. You're going to need help at some point in time. Are, Everybody's yeah. going to need help. And so make some friends. Don't go it alone. And another um, great opportunity to make friends, our friends at PNM Apparel are hosting Flyover Con in April. And we're going to be emceeing. We're going to be there. And Flyover oh. Con, have you heard of it no. before? So it is hosted by Anatole. <laughs> I don't think anybody has, Chris. <laughs> Here you're going to hear about it today. So Flyover Con, it's in Des Moines. It's what? in Iowa. I don't, it's the little I don't con- know a It's lot a little of state that you fly over. 
on the way to everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, that's why it's called Flyover Con. So Ryan and Megan, they own PM Apparel. We've had them on the podcast before, but they are hosting an open house with Anatol, and it's really going to be a gathering of printers mm-hmm. to yeah. talk like we talk today, just shoot ideas back and forth, support each other, make print homies. It's going to be a great event. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so looking forward to that, and you're invited if you want to go. I've got... Two golf outings in April. I probably won't make it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I know it's awful. But well, Frank, thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks for being on the show today. Well, it thank was you a pleasure. Guys. Nice so to much. meet you. Very nice to meet you. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye.